You're listening to a DM podcast. What they said. Coming up on today's show, Naomi shares how to navigate through disagreements in Naomi's wifey life. In Lou's dating diary, she will be discussing with us dating fatigue. Man, Lou, this is going to be exhausting. <laughs> we ask the big question, is the bro and sister code still a thing in question of the week? In Starcross Lovers, it's 2024, the year of the dragon. What lies ahead for all of us? In perfect match this week. Well, there is no perfect match because we had a man drought. And I've come all the way to Brisbane to see how far this extends. All that and more in today's episode. Yay! Hey, Naomi. Hi, Lou. Now, how's it going? I'm glad to be back at the Bella Vista Hotel. You know what? I love being here. The food's great. The staff's fantastic. You know? The studio's great. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to go down for uh, brunch, lunch or dinner. And some beverages. We suggest you (laughs) go straight away. And with that, shall we get started? I think we should. Wifey lifey. So this week, I thought it will be an interesting topic to talk about how to navigate disagreements and arguments in relationships. How do you navigate through disagreements and arguments, especially with Mr. Naomi Kao? To be perfectly honest, <laughs> we've probably had one argument Dang. in the last two years. That's good. That's pretty good. And that's the thing that we do talk about a what? lot. Out of the two years, we've probably had one disagreement. And then we talked about how we would navigate arguments moving forward. And we've been able to discuss a lot of things ever since. So I think we've had a really mature approach. Was it a big one? Was it was it really serious with the relationship? Or was oh, it-, it wasn't really serious, but there were certain things that irked me. I guess, you know, for a while there, I just thought that men could mind read and know what's wrong. But yeah, that's not the case. So I've learned to address issues before it becomes an issue. I think it also depends on what the argument's about, right? Yeah, totally. I think with me, when I was with my exes, there was a time when I used to go really inward. Like, yes. And I would stew on things. I would. I, I, <gasps> what I used to say is I would brew on stuff. And then I didn't want to come out and just spit something out and then kind of regret it later. Yeah. Because I would be like... Oh, you know, so I wanted to gather my thoughts, think about it, yep. c- take a few hours or if not even days to just formulate my words properly and then be able to go, hey, this is why I felt a certain type of way. In the meantime, were you huffing and puffing? I was huffing and puffing down, <laughs> yeah, inside. I was like, this is brewing. And I was like, that, that was my, like me in my marriage. So when I was married, I was in the relationship for a, such a long period of time. I always thought, surely he can pick up that I'm angry. Yeah, so this is it. It's like the whole mind reader thing. <laughs> like Jay would go to me, uh, he he actually got to the point where he knew, right, that there was something eating up because I would just go literally quiet and he'd be like, what's going on? Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. So that does happen, right? So there's like, oh, is something wrong? No, yeah. nothing's wrong. So it got to the point where I'd be like, listen, I just need some time just to like, you know, come to terms or just think about process stuff mm. and then I'll come back to you, but just drop it. <laughs> 
(laughs) I did have experiences where I felt like I wasn't being listened in my marriage. And so I think that that sort of like in a way sort of like spirals a little bit out of control. So you feel like you don't get listened to. So then you start to retreat and think, okay, well, I need to formulate my responses or why I'm angry. And then in the meantime, I was brewing as well. (laughs) I think think it's (laughs) most guys who would be listening to this would probably go, that's such a typical woman thing. They just brew. They just <laughs> That's like, right. You know. Yeah. So I've I've said to Mr. Naomi that if I do get angry, was to throw chocolates at me and run away. <laughs> <laughs> like a whole rose bush. Like dig yeah. it up and just throw it at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. Never no, ask no. a woman Are you to, okay? uh, to calm down. Oh, God, no. Do not say calm down. Yes. That is a good way to pour fuel into the fire and I think an explosion's about to happen then. It's not even a, a man or woman thing. I'm pretty sure if you were to say to anyone, man, woman, <laughs> dog or whatever, calm down. Calm what? down. Calm your farm. Right, you get you feel a certain type oh, of yeah, way. Yeah, like there was a lot of times in previous relationships where I would get into an argument, and there's times I've had to pull back and not think if I could only punch this person, yeah. you would, right? Exactly, and also like you know that whole calm down thing. It's it's also the sort of thing like. Oh, you know, are you okay? But you're not really listening to what I'm saying. And you're, and you're trying to, because it's got to the point, you know, when you're trying to explain a, situ- a thing, right? Yeah. When, when it's happening and you're like going, no, but this is what I want to say. Da, 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 da. And then they say to you, calm down. You're like, but I am calm. I'm just trying to explain yeah, yeah. what I'm feeling. And that's why it got to the point where I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm going to formulate my words and I'm going to tell you. Otherwise, I, I don't want somebody saying to me, calm down when I'm just trying to explain how I'm feeling very reasonably as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and because you don't feel like you're being listened to, that's when it tends to escalate. It does escalate, but I'm, I'm always quite reasonable. I'm all, my voice, look, uh, yeah, you guys, you can probably <laughs> tell I'm, I can be a bit excitable, etc. but when it no. comes to, <laughs> but when it comes to, you know, negotiating reasoning, that's part of my normal job, right? Uh, like in, in my day-to-day life, I have to be, you know, pretty reasoned and talk through solutions etc right so when I do even in an argument I am very measured with how I come across with an with an argument I, do you think you know, that also comes with age though um yeah definitely yeah. because as I said earlier with go, retreating back and just taking a step back and just processing it all Mm-mm. um it gives you time and that sort of um allowance to come out and, and say your piece and and have things to back it up with yeah um, when I was younger, I used to be like, nah, what is yeah. going? Do you want to fight me? Yeah, that's, to be fair, that's my sister. My sister's still like that. Yeah. Then it depends on who you're fighting with. But it's not really a the fight. Situation. It's not a fight. It's a, disagree- it's a, a it's disagreement. Just be, it's a disagreement. Because yeah. we're not five years old in the playground, especially if it's a minor disagreement. Why are you going to put all unnecessary stress and drama in your life just because you're fighting about who's going to drive the car? Yeah. Or yeah. like, you know, or... Oh, I don't want to watch maths tonight, but you know, that sort <laughs> yeah. of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. Then you, I think you, there's underlying issues and yeah. I think a bit of, not necessarily passive aggressiveness, but there's something there that you just want to pick at an argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like if you could actually only advise your 20 year old self a lot of things, there would be a whole heap of things that I would actually say to myself is to not let things brew and to actually come out and say it when it is an issue in the beginning. Either say, look, you know, there is an issue here, but uh, like what I do, and but say, I'm not quite ready to talk about it. Please, you know, respect, you know, my feelings by by me retreating to formulate my thoughts and process yep. and, and I'll come back, yep. right? 
Or if it is a, a case where you want to be able to say it, whatever it is that is um, irritating you, but you say it in a nice way, right? Yeah. Not in a nice way, but in a, in a way where you're like, look, what you're doing is this. Yep. It makes me feel this. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm feeling with it. Yeah. And bring it up at that time, but do it in a way, not like, yeah, you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, no, not to go from zero to 5,000 5, for it to escalate so quickly over a little issue as well. Exactly. Because like I, again, it's like what I said earlier, I think you, you have an underlying thing that you need to speak about. And I think that's an important thing as well. Mm. It's like, look, if there's something irking you, mm. right, don't keep on bringing it up like in other... Yes. You know? Yeah, don't like if you have an argument to make sure that you don't use that argument later to throw them back in their face. Yeah, or you're bringing, so, yeah, you're bringing something up from that's been bugging you for such a yeah, long since time. since 2002. Yeah, and then you're like, but remember you, that time when you didn't agree with me, blah, 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 and I said this and you said that, and that's why, and I still feel that way today. Or you, Is that or, what you mean? Yeah, no, <laughs> something like that. Or you're like, you know, something happens, right? Mm. And they uh, irritated you, and but you never brought it up at that time, mm. right? So you're like kind of, oh yes. every little thing that they do is is irritating you because of this one thing yeah, that, you that they did ages ago. That, that you did, that, that yeah, not really ages ago, but that you never brought up yep. at that time. So mm. you're waiting yep. to be able to have an opportunity to bring this thing up, yep. right? Because you never had the opportunity to bring it before. So it could be something completely random or different. It was like, yeah, you're arguing about maths, right? And then you're like, yeah, but it was just like that one time when you like bought me X, Y, and Z, and then you like, and then you took it back and you ate it all, and do, and, you, and the guys like, all the girls like, what? Where does this come yeah, from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that. It's almost like training a dog or an animal or anything like that. You're if you catch that behaviour, you should really, or even sort of like with kids, if you catch that behaviour, you should actually just address it then. Address it then. Don't like think, oh, this is now perfect opportunity to bring up everything that you did wrong. Mm -mm. And the other thing that I've learned is I've actually given um, my partner a a cue. If I do this, if I do act like this, please do this. What does he do? Huh? What does he do? Oh, I can't remember now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, to give me a hug. He's here to remind me that if I'm just sort of like going a bit crazy, loco, you know, to actually just come, don't say anything, give me a big bear hug. Isn't that terrible? I even forget what I asked him to do. Man. Okay. So I reckon this is probably going to cause a massive argument (laughs) soon as well. Lou's Dating Diary. So today, I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about, like, you know, dating fatigue. Like when you're going through apps, or your um, your friends are trying to set you up, and you're going on loads of dates, and you're just like, you know what, this is exhausting. Yep. You know, and it's just like, I just can't do it anymore. So, dating fatigue is actually a thing. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it. Like it's, I, I experienced it when I was going through dating. Oh, did you? Yeah. I did. After a while. Well, I mean, that's how, um, you know, Mr. Naomi ended up on the scene, right? Because I was so... After 5,000 swipes. Yeah, like, I got so exhausted because it just felt like you had to start the same conversation all over again, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, you're going through... You, you're going through all those dating apps. You're swiping left and right and what have you. You're going... You're doing your opening intro. 
And then you're like, yeah. And then you're, you may be talking about the same thing all the time. You're going on all these dates and you're just like, you know what? This is like a full-time job. <laughs> it's like that movie, for, um, the the Adam Sandler one, the date of... 51st stage. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do think? Like, it's just like, i got to say the same thing, you know. I've, I've got to dress up again. Yeah, I've got to X my kids. I do this for work. I've got to wax my kini. Yeah, no, it's taking <laughs> right. But like, um, yeah, it, it is. What do you like to do for fun? Yeah. And you have to go through all... And this is what I mean. I think I alluded to it in a previous episode. It's like, why can't you just jump to that when you're like you know at home and when watching true crime because it is exhausting all it the, is you know and and especially when you're thinking about like oh i need to you know when people say you need to put yourself out there Mm-mm. right so you are putting yourself out there yeah. but they don't just you know but this, sometimes it's a bit too much so you like to so when is too much or when is it too little i think is is the thing because if you go if you keep on on all these apps and that's your life type thing, yeah. then no matter, it's exhausting. It's very time consuming too. It's it's really time consuming. All the swipe rides, you have to... We've got to wait for them to like swipe you as well. Yeah, that's right. So you've got to wait for them to swipe you and then they have to rely on making the first move on Bumble or for them to make a m- first move on the other apps. Yeah. What also makes it exhausting is that there isn't any available men or women. Do you think there's a drought? There, there seems to be a huge drought like, for men... In Sydney, I think so. You know, I, I, yeah, I think I've been I've, swiping like a fiend on Bumble has. for you, and I'm trying to qualify, and I'm having real trouble. We've had this discussion, <laughs> not, not on this podcast, but I think where's all the men? And then we're like, where's all the women? We've, obviously, like, we've been hitting up how many Facebook groups? Five thousand seven hundred and sixty-four. <laughs> not that I'm counting or anything, but we're yeah, we've been hitting up Facebook groups. We've been hitting um, hitting up. Dating apps. Man, I haven't been leaving comments on Daily Mail. <laughs> right? What else do we need to do? Look, I think um, I think it is. I think some people may possibly feel the same as me. Like, why am I bothering? Mm-mm-mm. Because, like, at the moment, it just feels like there's slim pickings. So you just think to yourself, well, it's either that, yeah, it's slim pickings or they're, they're not really looking at what you want, what you're looking for as well. Or... They're like, yeah, wanting to shag around and, yep. you know, spread spread the oats about or whatever it is, right? So they're not really looking for a quality, genuine thing. And you're sitting there, you're putting all this work and time yeah. into it and you're, you're literally vetting someone to be part of your life. It is like, as I said, interviewing someone for a job for and you. And then you know. on top of that, you turn up to the date. <laughs> and they turn it to Benny Hill. And they don't look like that. <laughs> Their photos. So how many t- people would you talk at any one time on dating apps? See, I had this. Did you I, have a quota? I had a, I had an argument about this with someone on um, Sydney Friends a few months ago. Yep. Because I was writing, obviously, my dating diaries. Mm. And this person said, I can't believe you're talking to like four or five people at once. <laughs> and like, I think it's disingenuous. And I'm like, well, how so? Because I, I've never met them. Yep. I've never even spoken to them on the phone. So I have to go through each match yep. and get to kind of know them. I can't just after an initial hello, how you doing? And then just X at everyone else. Yeah, that's right. You know, you and can't do that. You can't do that because supposing you do that mm. and after one or two conversations, they turn out, I mean, he's, he's like, you know what I like doing? I like going out, murdering people and turning them into lamps, right? <laughs> and then what? Then you're left with absolutely no one. That's, that's Maybe the not extreme. that extreme. Yeah, that's, 
Right. But maybe if he likes diving and stuff like that and that's not your thing. Yeah, you, you don't like swimming or that's, hang gliding. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right? And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't really like hang gliding. No, yeah, hang I, gliding's not. I'm scared of heights. I used to have this crazy statistic that for every 10 swipes, you probably get about three swipes in there that were somehow living way too far, even though you had a criteria. And then three who were just just not um, looking for what they said they were looking. I hate that, yeah. So you're down to four people. Yeah, it's a, fu- it's a right? funnel so thing. From, yeah. yeah, so from ten that you swipe, you end up with four. and then If um, you're lucky. If you're lucky. And then two don't talk to you. D- yeah. They, right? They, they, <laughs> so then you're down to two. Yeah, exactly. Right, out of ten. So then out of ten, and you've got, you've got the two people you've actually talked to, then they talk to you and then they just – they start off talking to you and then they just disappear. Disappear. Yeah. So then that's probably down to one. If you're lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> lucky. And yeah. then out of that one, after talking for a little bit, you might meet up with maybe a half or a quarter. Yeah. Oh, you may meet up with that one person. He turns into Benny freaking Hill. Yep, that's true. All right. And then then what? Yeah. So then you have to start all over again to have back up to 10. You know where we're saying the getting to know phase? It's not cheating or being disingenuous. If you've never met that person before and it's chatting online, right? I think you're well in your right to still go out and, you know, speak to people, you know, even meet up for a a drink or anything. You're at no liberty, right? Because nobody's getting hurt there. And even if you've met them once or twice, it still doesn't mean anything either. I had an interesting conversation with someone earlier in the week and they were saying, oh, um, we've been out on two dates and when I go online, he's still online. I saw that, yeah. And you just think, hang on a minute, how and did you know he was online like, if you weren't online? Exactly, you were on Bumbles. How, how, how do you know? How, right. how do you know? Yeah. So, yeah, nobody owns you or until you've actually had that exclusive but- I don't even Ch- think anyone owns you, even if you're exclusive. You're your own person. Oh, yeah, you're still your own person. You know, but, but there's that courtesy. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like, yeah, once you have that exclusivity talk, like months down the line, and you still see them on Bumble and stuff, yeah, then you feel yeah, a certain yeah. type of way. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, but, if, uh, uh, but after one initial conversations and stuff, or even just after that coffee date and you see, you know, then... Maybe you should change your tactic now and just look for men to join Sydney Friends. But I'm trying! <laughs> I try! Okay. Join them into Sydney Friends. You never know. You know what we're going to be doing also, guys, right? <laughs> we are going to bombard the whole of Sydney... <laughs> Yes. With what they said cards, aren't we? Yes, we are. <laughs> like, we're going to be the what they said angels. Right? Yes. Because we're going to... Like I went... A crack out. team of women. <laughs> I, went, I went out salsa dancing midweek and even then I was trying to recruit men for the group. Yeah, that's hard work. See, this is what I mean. And so it's it's understandable that you will find, you know, yourself Moments. feeling that a bit of dating fatigue. What I will say to that is still don't give up. Okay, like I haven't given up, sort of, um, <laughs> but like I, I'm not. It's not my be all and end all. I'm not gonna sit there for hours swipe it, which I never did anyway. To be fair, right? Be happy with yourself for being single and stuff. See it as a compliment to your life. 
it's not the be all and end all. Don't make it a job. Yes. Don't make, make it a it, chore. If you've got four, four or five minutes, swipe left and right, fine, right? Yeah. Do it. But don't feel like you need to be on these apps or uh, like five or seven of them as well because there's tons of them. You don't, oh, I was terrible. I was all three. Well, you are, well, still are. Three. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Just not as, uh, not as. Not uh, like that, Mr. Naomi Ko. Okay. Like she's there recruiting. Okay. Recruiting, recruiting. All right, you know. But even then, that's hard job. But anyway. Yeah, see? But somebody's got to do it, innit? We've got to do it for the greater good, Lou. For the greater good, especially for me, right? <laughs> Question of the week. So this week we're going to talk about the bro and sister code, Lou. Yeah, is it still a thing? I'm hoping so. I hope so as well. I mean, look, life is too tough and hard anyway. When you're competing against your friends. Yeah, that's right. All right. Um, and look, where does it, where does it go to? Yeah, where does it go to? I think this is going to be interesting. This, topic. this is yeah, it will be an interesting topic. I think if you're like if 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 you're friends with someone, say you like this because we had this in high school, I reckon. Mm. You both like the same boy, but that boy likes someone else. Nothing ever happens with that other person though yeah is that okay for your friend to go with in that for guy? the kill in for the kill because he liked her even though you know your friend likes him but he doesn't like oh her. it's a tricky one it's a no-go zone i guess devil's advocate here yes. i think look if not if there was no history between that guy mm-hmm. and your friend let's just let's just say because i'm getting confused okay <laughs> i'm so easily confused let's just say it's you and me yeah and a third and a guy yeah yeah so this guy yeah likes me likes you i like him and i like him yeah. So what would you do? See, the There's thing is, no history, right? There's no history. But you know, he doesn't thing. like you. Yeah, he does. Look, I think I would just pull back. That Yeah. So th- that's a done thing. I think for that, yep. because there is no history mm. and because, look, he likes her yep. you, and she likes him. So it's like, well, why is this other third person? It's not his fault that he doesn't fancy her. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Then then I would just go out of the scene. Okay. But if it, if... <laughs> that guy was my ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And we've broken up. Mm-hmm. Now he likes you and you like her, him. Would you go for no. it? No. That's an emphatic no. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's just, I find that creepy, man. He's I dipped his wick, it. man. <laughs> He's dipped his wick. It's like. I, I yeah. You know Sometimes, what I mean? Like I would rather not know. Yeah. And know that. My partner's ex. And especially if they were friends, because at some point you would have been chatting about your relationship with that person. It's just too much information, right? Do you think that will withstand a friendship? I don't know. Some people it will blow up. <laughs> yeah. And some people are okay with it. I don't know. But for me, I just, I'm a bit funny with that. Yeah. Look, I, I had an instance um, once upon a time ago where this person fancied, I'm not going to say who it is or which ex or whatever, fancied one of my exes. Yes. All right. And apparently this person fancied this ex for a very, very long time. Oh, right? okay. And this, this, and this person was your friend? Yeah, was my friend. And then um, it turns out that uh, when, I, when I met this person, um, she wanted to be really close friends with me. Right. Little did I know mm. that behind my back, she would say stuff to my ex and like proposition him and stuff. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. And did your... My ex would tell me. Oh, He that's... would tell me. 
That's bad. And I'll, and I'll be like, oh, no, it's just the way she is, isn't it? She's just really, like, you know, flirty. No, 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 no. She really she was really going did. for she him. She was really going for him. That's uncool. And I know, know that we I'll have a drought. That person out of my Oh, life. yeah. You Once can't, I, you know. Yeah, you can't have that. When I was single, I had a good girlfriend of mine who uh, divorced her husband. She tried to match him up with me. I felt that was weird. Wow, wow. In, in all honesty, I, I tried to do that with my ex-husband <laughs> in Canada. You? I did. Like, because I, did yeah. you, so you've done that. <laughs> I have done that. I was young, man. I was like in my like, early but you know, 20s, I found it man. so weird because I said, I can't go out with your ex-husband. Yeah, like, you know, I, at the time, I don't know what I was thinking. I just thought, oh, look, he's a lovely guy. Yeah, it's not working for me. Um, you know, and she, you know, she was lovely and they got on well. Why not? And then, but I, I, looking back now, yeah, that's bloody weird. I'm in a weird place. Maybe a that's because slightly different. I'm, yeah, I'm always friends with all my, you know, exes and I see them genuinely as a, as a friend. So I, I can decom, I can compartmentalize yeah, yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah. So I guess some people can. But that, I suppose that's not really a girl code then because you're not, not girl go, code. you're not really going behind. You're not doing it maliciously. And you're not going behind each other's backs. Yeah. And you're not doing, I think a girl code thing is where you're like, again, like what you said, mm. like you had history with that person, mm. right? And then you're sweeping in for the kill. And, and, and not only that, you're not even having, you're not even telling them, you're not even giving mm. them like a heads up. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was interesting though, you know, cause I've, I, I, I talk with a lot of people who've been divorced or going through a divorce and separation and stuff. And when you actually separate from long-term partners, you know, there's always a camp, there's a he camp and a she camp, mm-hmm. right? And so it's always interesting, you know, this one guy I was talking to, he thought that his mate was his mate and taking his side until he found out his mate was banging his ex-wife. <gasps> Shut the f- freaking door. Are you serious? I know, right? Wow. He was going to ask this guy to be the godparent and then he found out that this guy had banged his ex-missus. That's, that's, that's disgusting. That's, that's horrid. That's, I think that's wrong. That is so wrong. Right? So wrong on so many levels. Guys, do you think that the bro code is is like, you know. Is proper, it a thing? Well, it's like, you know, when you say to guys, they're like, no, it's my bro, man. I've got the bro code. It's the, yeah. they're Bros very, before hoes or something. Yeah, Exactly. They're yeah. very more into it than mm. say the ladies, right? They, the girls don't go, oh, it's a cis code. You, yeah, yeah. you don't. You hear it more from men. Guys, I mean, you just heard what Naomi said, right? Okay. Yeah. Are you going to dip your wick yeah. into the, <laughs> your mate's ex-missus? Yeah, you know, don't dip your wick. But, um, <laughs> but then again, and and move it, and also there's the, those pick-me girls who do that. Yeah. You know, when they're like, um, oh, you know, I, I want that guy, so I'm going to be his friend. I'm going to be take his side i'm gonna be like yeah, because yeah. it's sort of like look how cool i am i'm a pick you know the pick i think me that would be really thing. hurtful for a good girlfriend to start latching on to your ex-partner mm-hmm. after you've broken up that's yeah i, th- I think it's totally wrong all right another hypothetical for mm. you i right, suppose there wasn't a relationship there wasn't person, a relationship all right mm-hmm. you w- they went out on a date yep one date right and they're like you know Something happened and, and all that jazz, right? Mm. Okay. And then you find out that, you know, he went out with someone else and they're your friend. Oh. What, would you, what would you think of that? It's a bit tough. Am I the friends with, who am I friends with? Both of them? 
Yeah. One of them. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Because even Is it a if, bizarre love triangle? <laughs> <laughs> even if it's just one. Per, it, look, it doesn't like. It's, it, again, it's, it's a cis code, right? Right. It, it's, it's beside the code. point, right? It's beside the point. If you're, if you're good friends with one, if you're good friends with both or whatever, but it's a cis code. I'm not talking about like, you know, what, what's that? Oh, look, like I said before, I just couldn't do it if I knew that a good friend of mine had done anything with him. I just, I just feel icky. Yeah. I think it's not even for me. For it's, me it's, I just like, I just, yeah. For me, it's not really even if they're a good friend or not. It's kind of like, how would I feel if yeah. that happened to me? I think I think that is a very very valid point. If you don't want that done to you, you'd yeah. feel utter betrayal, right? Exactly, and it doesn't matter if you know that person really well, or mm. if you're yeah, it's worse if you're like good mates with them. I think so. Right? Oh yeah, I think it. Yeah, but even even if you just know them as an acquaintance or don't really know them, that you know that they had a thing and you're go- and you're swooping in there. I mm. think it's you know. I think it's a bit, um, as I said, I, for me personally, if that happened to me, I'd feel a bit a certain type of way. So hence why I wouldn't do it because I like to treat people the way I'd like to be treated. But again, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a hypothetical that's really weird. But I think, again, I think the most important thing is just treat people how you want to be treated, Mm-mm-mm. you know. Okay, can I give you a hypothetical? Oh, okay, here we go, okay. hypothetical. All right, so, so you are friends with somebody who's married, okay. right? And they go out and you see them in the club and he doesn't actually have his wedding ring on and um, then he goes home with someone else. Mm-hmm. What would you do? I would tell I would tell my mate. I would, right? Mm. If I saw him all like licking her face and stuff in a club or, and yep. goes out and, and he's not wearing his wedding ring. Yeah. He's obviously, you know, I would tell I would say, listen, I know this look, you may feel a certain type of way of me te- me telling you this, but I know if it was me, I'd want to know. However, I saw blah blah at this club and he wasn't wearing and you know, he was all over this girl. So I know if that was me, I'd want to be told how about if you see him on a dating app okay yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. happens man that always happens isn't that it? Happens. that happens a lot that happens a lot I've, uh, that story is very close to home actually yeah oh boy yeah, yeah. yeah. i know that i got Dang. reported by other people to say that my ex-husband was on a dating app. then i would screenshot that move of and uh <laughs> and look and i'll say listen because sometimes right you, you, you're coming from a good place and you're trying to tell this person and they won't believe you. So in that in that sense, I would screenshot that and I would say, look, I'm really sorry. Again, same thing what I said before. Don't want to implode your marriage, relationship, what have you. But if this was me, I'd want to know. It's more like it's an FYI thing, isn't it? Exactly. And, and somebody did let me know. At the time, I was just thinking, what was her aim? What was her purpose? But that wasn't relevant. And the fact that she actually brought it to my attention, you know, I really appreciated that. And the thing is, you know what? She obviously cared because she knew that the, the kind of consequences that could have happened. She, you, your friendship could have blown up because you, again, you just well, said- Well, this woman wasn't even my friend. Yeah, see, you said that so, you felt a certain type of way. Mm. So you were like, well, why is she telling me this? She's got a hidden agenda. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where she, you know, so she probably thought, you know, we're not that close, Yep. but this could fracture it even, you know, for yeah. whatever. If I knew the wife, or the husband, I guess, and it works both ways, that if I knew that their their spouse was cheating on them, I'd have no yeah, hesitation. And, um, you know, and it, again, if, if I, it was me and um, I, you know, I'm friends with someone or what have you and 
that I know something that may be detrimental to your to that friendship, mm. I would tell them. Yeah. I think that's the right thing to do. Oh, absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and you're right in sort of like saying to people, if it was me, what would I want? Yeah, what would you want? And so I guess we'll throw it over to you. What are some of your hypotheticals? Star-crossed lovers. Well, I don't know anything about um, this week's... Uh, Star Wars lovers, because it's, this is all Naomi, because it is the year of the Will and Dragon, isn't it? It is. It is. The pressure is on for me to deliver some information <laughs> about the wooden dragon. Is it wooden or woolen? Wood. Wood. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Wooden dragon. So this is how much I know about the Chinese zodiac. So February 10th this year um, welcomes the new year of the wooden dragon. It is said to be a surge of transformative energy sweeping through, inviting all individuals of the zodiac signs to embrace the unique influence of this celestial combination. So it sounds like it's going to be an exciting year for everybody in all the zodiac. Really? So are we going to be getting loads of money and fame and fortune and sponsorship? Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> it could traditionally, um, the year of the dragon always symbolizes you know, power, good fortune and strength and uh, associated with, you know, like a lot of ambition and charisma in the people born in the year of the dragon as well. So if you're having babies in the year of the dragon, it's it's always um, a good sign. Blimey. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of baby making then, eh? Well, hopefully they'll get it in before uh, the next 12 months. <laughs> so get cracking all those people who want good luck in, in the kids born in the year of the dragon. I remember when I actually had my daughter in the year of the dragon, you know, I fell pregnant accidentally and everybody was getting so excited. She was born 12 years ago and, you know, it was at the year of the water dragon. So everybody was getting so excited and, you know, creating babies so that the, the babies will be born in the year of the dragon. I, I fell pregnant accidentally okay. and she is so, a dragon. So why... Back, sorry, I guess, like you just mentioned water dragon, right? So there's wooden dragon, water dragon. Like, is it what? What? How many dragons are there? Yeah, I think there's um, the different like metals and elements of the dragon. So I, I, I'm terrible being Asian and all. I don't know at all. <laughs> Can you? Is there a plastic dragon? <laughs> there's no plastic dragons out there. That would be terrible. If it's just too much heat, they might melt. I bet you there's like a paper dragon. Is that, there must be a paper dragon. Look, I'd have to. I think there's five, five different types of dragons. There's wood dragon, fire, earth, gold, and water. Oh, okay. So the Chinese element. Yep. So the the five elements. So every animal goes through their different. Um, cycles. So it could be, um, you know, wooden um, dragon, water dragon, fire dragon, earth dragon, and so forth. Is it really similar to the Western astrology? Is it like compatibility? Oh, there is compatibility. So they do say that um, people born in the year of the dragon have certain, um, I guess, animals that they can actually be matched with. So the dragon is really suited with the rooster the rat and the monkey. And if they're married, they, they tend to, you know, um, have a really prosperous life together. People who are dragons should avoid, pe you know, people born in the year of the ox, the sheep or the dog when choosing life partners. See, so like be aware, heed the warning, people. Certain years just avoid altogether. <laughs> 
look, I'm just I'm just hoping that we'd be lucky. And uh, as I said earlier, yes. get some like money, honey. According to a lot of the Chinese horoscopes, they did say that this year is a very lucky year for the people born uh, in the year of the monkey, the roosters and the pigs, and then followed by the ox, rabbits, goats and dogs. Well, so what are like, you, Lou? I'm a horse, so therefore I'm, I'm, I'm like sort of like shit out of luck, aren't I? Let's look at it on a positive <laughs> note. We've got more dumpster fire stories about your dating. Well, maybe that will make us some money, eh? Perfect match. Well, this week, it's not really a perfect match because uh, we don't have a perfect match because we've got no men, right, Naomi? We've run out of men. How did that happen? Because there is a drought, apparently. Well, you know, like, even with our party over the weekend, the gods and goddesses of love party, how many women did we have? We had, like, for every one man, we had, what, seven women? (laughs) <laughs> I know, right? It was like a, it was. It wasn't a sausage fest, was it? No, it was like a. Yeah, it was. The <laughs> the women looked spectacular and you know single and ready to mingle, and we just didn't have enough men in Sydney. But I did see on Valentine's Day it popped up on my Facebook that statistically, yeah, there are certain areas in Australia where there are more singles than anywhere else, and apparently in Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> There's a place called yes. Portage Valley where there is a yep. lot of schools. And now, as some of you may know, I'm actually in Brisbane, so I want to actually see if this is true. Wait, tell us what you're going to do this week, Lou. I'm just going to go up to random men on the street and ask them if they're single and ready to mingle and if they would like a date. Because, like, we need to find men, so I'm... On the case. So there's the, it's as statistically, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, there was more men per capita in, in Queensland. <laughs> so if, if that all fails in Queensland, do we have a backup plan? No, we're all going to die single and, uh, you know, all decrepit and uh, that's it. Then there will be no more kids, no more people, and, uh, yeah, the universe and the planet will just die. So I'm here doing God's work oh, for all you people to try and find you, husbands, wives, etc., etc. So, hey. we got to say that that's commitment on your behalf. I thank you in advance. Well, let's see if I actually get so anywhere first so I, they don't go running away from that's me. That's right, that's of course. Some random English woman shouting so, at me going, date me! Are you going to have any specific target areas that you're going to actually go up to? Are you just going to sort of like sit on the park bench go into a bunning store. Is there a plan? No, if I see a random single man, I'm just going to go up to him and ask him. (laughs) And then he'll probably call the police on me and that'll be that. But hey, if you get arrested and it makes news, it's good content for us, right? (laughs) Exactly. And (laughs) that policeman that arrests me may be single and, you know, (laughs) so, and hey, it would work out quite well, right? And hey, they've got cuffs ready to go. (laughs) well look in next week's show everyone will find out how i did and uh you never know i may record a date who knows you gotta wait and see yes we're looking forward to that and uh so yeah we're looking forward to you bringing some men back to sydney or even uh frisking up some men up in brisbane well look i can't wait 
Well, Naomi, that was another jam-packed Chockers episode. And it's weird because I'm obviously in Brisbane and you're over there and we're doing this online. So it's been interesting. It is an interesting episode. So we've got another jam-packed episode for us next week. Next week, you'll be talking how we're going to bring the sexy back into mum and dad bods in Naomi's wifey lifey. In Lou's dating diary, we're going to see if you managed to score a date in Bris Vegas. We asked the big question, how different is consent now in modern day dating in question of the week? And in perfect match, did Lou use her journalistic powers in getting the lowdown on single men in Brizzy or did she end up in jail? I guess we'll find Find out all that and more in 